Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra $0.25 a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a $0.25 a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. Are you tired of the same old pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on Powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 4,000 hours of the best pro wrestling events from over 110 of the biggest names in the industry from over 15 countries around the globe. Get your free trial today at Powerslam.tv. The following is brought to you by the Social Suplex Podcast Network. to episode 15 of the show exclusively about AEW and all things elite. Welcome to all things elite. I am your host Floyd Johnson and with me uh, is uh, every as bi-weekly uh, with me is Miss Amy Euler. How you doing Amy? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Floyd? I am doing well. Um, I am super excited as we are less than a week until I leave for uh, Vegas. And I think you'll be there. I mean, you'll uh, be there on Thursday also, right? Yeah, absolutely. We're going to meet up. We're going to hang out. We're going to hang with the uh, evening with Cody and the Bucks and then uh, jam out with Frankie and Matt. Dude, I am so excited. Uh, they did some. Uh, they did the flash sale today and it was a little dangerous for me because I got click happy. I got super, super click happy. You know, any. I mean, it, they did the 50% off the all you can drink. No. I was like, what? Click. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. I'm like, I don't even know. I was like, I don't even plan on just like drinking like that. But you're saying for like 20 bucks, I can drink all I want to. 
Yes. Now you have the option. It, like, yes. You may not, but you totally can. <laughs> yes. I was, oh, man. And then they did 50% off the breakfast with the superstars. I was like, yes. I'm like, why not? And that's how that's how it was. It was just, as I was going down the list, I kept just saying, why not? Why not? Why not? And it's, yeah. So I have like 25 meet and greets for next week. That is amazing. You are going to have an incredible time at StarCast. I, I am. I am so overbooked. I love it, though. Looking forward to it. I've been wanting to meet LAX for a long time. Like, for a long time. They're one of my favorite tag teams. I'm hoping at some point in time they can make the old, <clears throat> the old jump to AEW. But, uh, yeah, I really love them as a tag team. Man, that is brilliant. That is so great that they had so many things on sale for their flash sale. Yeah. How many things did you end up getting? Like, how many meet and greets? You said you have 25 meet and greets? Yeah, 25 meet and greets. When I went to the Eventbrite, it tells you, like, how many total tickets you have, and it's, like, 31. Wow. Dude, you are going to make the most out of – how long are you there? Five days? Four days? Oh, wait, Thursday, Friday, Thursday. Yeah, Thursday to Monday, so five days. Yeah, there you go, man. It's like six events a day. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it's 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 gonna be crazy, because you know Saturday, because the double or nothing, they're only open like three hours, and then it's it's showtime, and then there's the after party or whatever. So I'm just looking. I'm just gonna take it in, try to meet as many wrestlers and try to meet as many people as I got. Uh, there's a lot of new people. I did take advantage of meeting a lot of new people that. On the list, like Kip Sabian, Nyla Rose, those type of people that I hadn't, you know, I've never met before. I just wanted to, you know, immerse myself to a point and just meet everyone I hadn't met before. Oh, that's going to be so fun. And Kip Sabian's great, too. He's such a Harry Potter nerd. I love that. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, uh, big, I, I saw the moves that you put up there. His moves are Harry Potter based. And I'm like, oh, you got me. You're. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. So that works for me. But uh, as as always, want to start this show by reminding you and everyone else this episode of All Things Elite is brought to you by Power Slam TV. Power Slam TV is where you get over access to over 4,000 hours of content from over 110 of your favorite wrestling brands from countries all around the globe, right onto your laptop and mobile device. If you use the code Social Suplex when you sign up, you get the first month free. So definitely try out Power Slam TV. Heck yeah. All right. So we have a packed show today because this last week has been absolutely packed with news from All Elite Wrestling. I think we should totally take off here with the biggest news of the week and indeed the biggest news for All Elite Wrestling. And that is their TV deal. This has been much anticipated. People have been waiting for it. People have been wondering about it. People have been asking in, in excitement and in criticism. Hey, are they going to have a TV deal? And of course they are. And we have heard that they are going to be working with Turner through Warner Media, which is huge. They are going to be on TNT. They're going to have a weekly show starting in fall. I believe it's going to be in October. And along with that, they also announced their pay-per-view packages, which would be available internationally on Fight.com through Fight TV. 
as well as ITV4 and Bleacher Reports BR Live, which is also through Turner and Warner Media. This is insane. What did you think about hearing really this confirmation? Because this is something people have been speculating about for a while that they would be working with TNT. And not to mention, there's a lot of history with TNT and wrestling. Now, of course, there's been a lot of changes in ownership and style. Um, since the days of WCW. But when we think about lineage and history, that certainly makes a big splash, even though it's a huge channel with a huge distribution network on its own. You can't help but think about that and how exciting that is going forward to have that kind of history wrapped up in it. What did you think about this, Floyd? This was amazing news. Um I actually saw the link right before I went to sleep, as everyone knows I've brought up plenty of times. I sleep during the day, and it took it caught me right before I went to sleep. And I did not sleep well that day because it was crazy. TNT is, I, I, I mean, I'm looking at the numbers. It is in numbers of homes. It's in over 95 million homes. That 95 million people will have access to watch uh, TNT. 95 million people will have access to watch AEW and see it from the beginning. Like, I know, I'm, I'm only using this as an example. I'm not talking crap about them. I'm just talking to people that uh, I've dealt with. Trying to get into WWE and the rich history of WWE, sometimes you can feel a little, uh, you can feel a little lost in it because WWE's history is even if you go back to the Attitude Era, it's twenty years. Well, you get to jump in on the ground level of a company. You know, AEW might have only will have only run like three shows before it debuts on TV. So you get to jump in, you get to be the geek, you get to be the know-it-all from the very beginning of AEW. That's just welcoming, and it's just, man, I'm excited about it. Oh, man, me too. And the thing that I love about it, too, is that TNT is available on every basic cable package. So my mother, my grandmother, everybody would have access to be able to watch this. It's not something that's going to be difficult to come by. Any streaming package that has a basic cable network situation structured through it, of course, basic cable on television, this is a really big deal. And I think it also shows that since this has been rumored for quite some time, this is something that they have been working with as a corporate level for a very long time. And it also looks like they're going to have, you know, advertiser revenue, which means that they're going to be thinking about their advertise their advertisers. We're going to see advertisements for all elite wrestling when we're watching basketball games. That's crazy to me. That's just insane and super cool. But it also makes me really intrigued to think about what kind of programming they'll have available, what their match structure might look like, what their storyline arcs might look like, really what kind of show they'll be running on TNT in the fall that we'll get to see. Yeah, me too. I I definitely want the theme, what AEW is going to be, what the product is going to be, is going to, you know, it's going to be very important, especially when they're getting a piece of ad revenue. Uh, from what I understand, how the deal works, they never said how long, but TNT is going to pay 
for production costs for the shows, and then they're going to do an ad revenue split. What that means is making the product advertiser friendly is very important as far as you know to make more money. So they're going to do everything they can to put on entertaining shows every week so that we all, um, so, you know, they get more advertisers and that number goes up. Ratings is going to be very important to the show. Looking, uh, looking, like I said, I'm looking forward to how they're going to present it. I am looking forward to um, Shaq and Charles Barkley talking about wrestling. That is such a crazy merge of worlds. So when we saw the Warner Media Upfronts event, they had pictures of the elite with like Daniel Radcliffe. That's crazy. You've got Harry Potter yes. <laughs> with the elite. You've got Steve Buscemi. You've got Shaq, Charles Barkley, all of these people with AEW. I mean, that really gave just this huge, momentous impact as to how significant this is and also you were talking about production costs that's another huge deal raw and smackdown cost about a million dollars per episode for them to produce now and they pay for that i don't imagine that AEW is going to be running those kinds of numbers but having those fees taken care of is a significant weight off of their shoulders where they can focus on creating their show. They can focus on, you know, whatever it is that they're going to do that makes it advertiser friendly, that makes it something that they can stick with. And that TNT is happy with sticking with for the long run. This is obviously something that's going to be very important to all parties involved. It kind of feels like the spirit of double or nothing itself. You know, everybody's taking a gamble on the future of what they want to build and the path that they believe in. And I'm really excited to see what that looks like. Yeah, and I, I mean the things I've heard is like uh, he uh, Tony was selling this a year before that you know a year ago like before all in even happened he was selling the idea of this wrestling company and every person that he said he was going to sign uh, apparent, uh, apparently he told TNT every person that he says signed he's signed he's everyone that he's promised he's delivered on. So that is amazing. And it, it continues with the idea that ADW delivers on every promise that, they, that they've that they made. They, uh, I kept hearing that this was going to be the largest TV deal that anybody outside of WWE has gotten in history. Pay, if you take production costs for a show that's going to record at least I'd say 46 to 52 weeks a year, if it's going to do that in a year, and an ad revenue split, you're talking a lot of money a year. TNT is gambling on AEW as much as AEW is gambling on themselves. Yeah, absolutely. A prime time? Man, that's amazing. That is incredible, right? Like, we are going to be able to watch this with ease all the time. And I really think that this is something where, uh, you know, yes, there's a lot to believe in. Yes, there's a lot to be passionate about. But clearly, there's also a lot to be hyper-focused about in a boardroom with corporate committees. Like, this is something that they are going to be smart about. And I have no doubt that Tony Khan, at the helm of this, with the people who are driving the, the ship, with the elite, and the people that they've brought in all together, 
to move this forward are going to have that focus to make it something that hits all of those marks, that makes it something great for fans to watch, that keeps up that community spirit that they've been building so far, but also importantly is something that investors and advertisers are going to be happy and uh, want to participate in, that they're going to want to be a part of this, that they're going to see something viable there. And I think that's going to be the biggest thing that they're going to have to focus on because they already have the love of the community. We're already there. We're already selling out shows with them. Now they've got to deliver for their investors while also making something that keeps their fans happy. And I do love that the initial spirit of it has been something that is gracious to the fans, them reaching out and saying, thank you. That's something that we don't get from a lot of other promotions. Um, and also looking at how just the small bits of information that they've given as far as how they want to structure the shows. One of the interesting things that I read was, um, that Tony Khan and Jericho and the Young Bucks, they all were talking about how focus on ring work was going to be something that they really wanted to do less soap opera still with storylines, but a lot of focuses on the ring work itself and how they appreciated, you know, the camera angles and shooting styles of places like New Japan, which has consistently blown us away with their cinematic styles of shooting for their uh, cameras of in their rings. So I'm really interested in seeing how that ends up translating to what their shows look like. I think we'll probably get a good example of that with Double or Nothing. Yeah, I am definitely. I'm my Double or Nothing. It to me as big as it was. It, it's with this. It is so much larger because there are going to be people buying Double or Nothing to just you know as a test testing the waters. So it's going to be very important for the show to you know blow you know blow the roof off to bring people in to say this is what our product is going to be. I've I've just seen so much information about what what they're going to focus on and it's all been consistent it's going you know sports centric uh analytics they're going to talk about numbers wins and losses is going to matter uh when it, those are going to be big things as far as because the way they're talking about presenting AEW is a never a way i've never seen wrestling presented before which is crazy because i've been kind of under the focus that wins and losses don't really matter all that much i've been told that you know you know a guy can lose next week or just an example jinder mahal who was a complete loser ended up winning the wwe title and i was told that shouldn't make sense to me and what this is going to tell me is that doesn't make sense yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see how that works. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting because they're going to be, you know, fans are going to hold them to what they're saying. You know, it's like, I mean, I am like, if you have a guy that comes out of nowhere or anything like that, and it's not really explained storyline or in a way people can buy, you know, they're going to get called out. That's just the power of Twitter and Instagram. So they're setting themselves up for a standard and they're going to, I mean, I have no, no doubt in my mind that they're going to hit it, but I'm just saying they're putting themselves to a standard now that they're going to have to live up to. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's going to be interesting to see how that works both at double or nothing, because you're absolutely right. There are people who are going to go and enjoy themselves regardless. And there are people who are excited about checking it out and, you know, they're going to watch it. And there are people who are really going to use this as a litmus test for what they want to see in AEW and whether AEW is something that they want to continue seeing. And, you know, they absolutely recognize that they've talked about that in their road to double or nothing shows that double or nothing is their send off. You only get one chance to make a first impression. So this is that time for them. And I'm really excited to see how they do that. But man, TNT, I, I just really want to talk TNT. I mean, out nitro. I mean, I rest, I grew up, the wrestle, the wrestle, the Monday Night Wars, the wrestling wars, come from, yeah, come from Nitro, and it was everything to me. That first night when Lex Luger showed up, and Jushin Thunderliger, and you know uh, all the cruiserweights that ended up debuting, the NWO, Goldberg, DDP, it was just like watching TNT. Um, on Monday nights, watching wrestling on TNT on Monday nights was a part of my formative years, part of my teen years. It was big. I, and it was like so big. And what people don't understand, it's a lot of wrestling fans don't understand. It was so big back then. You couldn't watch it. You could not watch it because everybody was going to be talking about it Tuesday morning. It was just like, Tuesday morning, homeroom, cafeteria, whatever, everybody was going to be talking about it. So if you somehow missed it, yeah, there was no spoiler alerts. There was no 24-hour rule. You had to come prepared to talk about it. Yeah, you know, I think that they are definitely keeping this in mind, too. You can't ignore the lineage there. You can't ignore the connection there. There's a lot of excitement there. Even the TNT announcement had the nitro flames in the background of AEW. I don't think that was on accident, of course. You know, there's a lot of excitement and nostalgia for people uh, who did watch WCW regularly that's wrapped up in that. And I think that that's a really interesting and wonderful piece of that puzzle. I think some people you know, want to try to use it to be like, oh, this is just like WCW or whatever. The difference is here is that, you know, Turner doesn't own AEW. This isn't them deciding to get into the wrestling business. They are getting into the wrestling business, but through a completely separate entity with AEW. So this is going to be something that builds off of that excitement, builds off of those memories, builds off of that nostalgia. One of the things that I loved was Tony Khan talking about people having sleepovers to watch pay-per-views and having, you know, these sort of get-togethers. And that's how it used to be for us. We would go have pizza parties with our friends and we would call everybody up and we would pitch in for pay-per-views or we would, you know, crowd around the TV to watch a big event. I think that's something to celebrate, to have that connectivity together, that excitement around wrestling. Yeah, during uh, during the height of everything, that's what it was for me. I would go over to my brother's house, and he'd have all his friends over, and we'd watch either the WCW or WWF pay-per-views. I remember when I did something wrong, how my parents kept me in line was I wasn't going to get to go watch wrestling. 
That was, oh. that's how big it was. And that was like life shattering to me. I would have given up the phone. I would have given up the, the dial up internet. I would have given up anything. Just let me go watch the wrestling pay-per-view because it was essential that you knew about it because people were going to be talking about it in school. It was like, I was a long time wrestling fan. So I wouldn't say it made me cool, but it made me part of like every conversation when wrestling got hot. Things like, yeah, Floyd's been watching wrestling forever. So it was just, it, it, it was a bit of an acceptance for me in high school. Wrestling becoming really, really popular right when I was in my four years of high school really worked out for me. <laughs> that's awesome. I, I <laughs> hope that's the experience that other people have too. <laughs> yeah. I remember going into work and, you know, having my paychecks and then going, okay, so I'm going to partition this much out, you know, for bills and everything. And then, you know, when you're first striking out on your own, like you've got rent and all of these things are like a serious concern. And so I would partition money out. We would pitch in for, uh, you know, WrestleMania pay-per-views or other WWF pay-per-views. And we would all go in on it together. We would all get pizza and it became a thing. And it was just so fun to celebrate that. Cause it's not like you could have it on instant replay the next morning. There was no YouTube yeah, to no, catch clips no. of it. No, no Twitter or, you know, Reddit or anything like that. It was, you saw it or you didn't. Yeah, and being absolutely. able to have something that was so important that you saw it is something that, really seems like they are building that feeling with this. They did it with All In, where it felt like you had to be there. And there was a serious case of, you know, fear of missing out for people who couldn't go like me. And now, you know, with, with uh, Double or Nothing, you know, we got to experience All In with the people on the ground by watching it on stream. And the same thing is going to happen with Double or Nothing. And it it really does feel like that sort of event where you have to celebrate it together. And I love Absolutely. Absolutely. The amount of friends, just from the time, you know, the Bullet Club and, you know, when Cody joined and it just started really elevating, the amount of friends I've made because of the Bullet Club, now the Elite, now AEW, it's just... It's crazy. It's this big community of rabid fans that you have. It was like as soon as they announced uh, TNT, uh, TNT, I had friends messaging me. We're going to the first live taping, first live show, right? And I'm like, absolutely, we're going to the first live show. And it's like they come directly to me like, we're going to make this happen because they know drive, fly, whatever it takes. I'm going to be at that first live show. And so, so many of my friends want to be there. So many people are planning on having wrestling parties at their house for that first night. And it's going to be on a Tuesday or Wednesday night, whatever day that's going to, you know, whatever day they pick, uh, you know, it's going to be an event. Man, this is such an exciting, exciting time yeah. to be able to catch this. So this week, um, they did announce that they had uh, ways for people to watch it, to watch Double or Nothing. Right. Okay. So they announced their um, pay-per-view platforms. They will have Double or Nothing available on DirecTV and on Bleacher Report's BR Live in the United States that will be airing for $49.99. And um, actually, no, I'm sorry. So in the United States, it will be on DirecTV and BR Bleacher Report Live, Fight TV internationally, for forty nine ninety nine and ITV 
five in the UK for about 20 bucks. I think it was 15 pounds or something like that. Yes. So this was really interesting. Um, one of the things that we've been seeing is, of course, people wanting to know how they could watch Double or Nothing. And this has been, you know, happening since they announced Double or Nothing. People wanted to know how they could watch it. How they could they watch it? How can they watch it? And this has been asked repeatedly. Now that they've announced the partnership with TNT, it makes sense that they had to wait. They couldn't necessarily announce that they were going to be streaming it on BR Live, which is owned by TNT, until they could announce that they were working with TNT. Um, now it looks like they've got a structure for global viewership. And they've also talked about broadening um, their pay-per-view systems in the UK as well. I don't think we have further information on that, but Tony Khan has said that he's interested in doing that. So now that fans know how they can watch it, one of the things that they've been talking about is kind of there's been a reaction to that. Some people are really excited. Some people aren't as excited. Um, what do you think about the pricing that they have for the pay-per-views? Do you think that it stacks up to traditional pay-per-view pricing? Do you think that there's room for a conversation for future streaming services that might cut that price down? What do you think about this? So many things are going through my head on this uh, when it comes to this. I want to try to be clear and not spend too much time on each point. First of all, it's great that everyone will have access to it. If you have cable and you have access to pay-per-view, you will have you can watch it on your TV. If you only have like the internet or your cord cutter, you can go to BR Live and have access to it. Internationally, you have Fight TV, and then in the UK, it's ITV. So I want to make sure, I want to start there. That's great, that, that fact that you have access. The $49.99 price point is not a problem for me. And it wasn't going to ever be a problem for me, you know? Um, me and my friend Jason, I, I mentioned him on the show quite often. Jason's a casual wrestling fan. So I like to use Jason as my point of conversation as some he thinks differently than me. Since I am a hardcore fan, they could have put a $79.99 price on this. Even though I'm going to be there, I would still buy it at home. So if there wasn't going to be a number that was going to be too much for me because I am a hardcore wrestling fan. I feel like... Out of the 100% of their audience, I fit into the 20% of the people that were going to buy it no matter what. Then there was there's another 20% of the people that were never going to buy it. They are the internet people. They're going to find a stream. The thing could have been $5, and they would have still found a stream. They don't pay for pay-per-view. People forget that those people exist. They're going to find alternate ways to watch it or not watch it at all so what this $49.99 represents is this trying to get that 60 percent of people where my friend jason the casual fan uh he fits in there he says because of jericho right because of the elite because of dustin Rhodes, because he has name familiarity it seems like it's worth $49.99 to him and he's probably going to buy it but then I have other friends that, you know, the $49.99 price tag is going to, it's just too high. He's like, well, it's 20 or it's 30 or whatever. I don't think it's like, if you compare it to other pay-per-view, premium pay-per-view things, I'm talking ROH, Impact, 
UFC to a lesser extent, boxing to a lesser extent, it's right in that value. It's not boxing and UFC high, but it's also not impacting ROH low. So it's right there. If you want to watch it, I think it's going to be worth the money. But like I said, I could see how that price point can cause some people to buy. Yeah, I, I agree. I think, you know, with ROH and Impact, their pay-per-views run about 30, maybe 29 um, to 35. And I've seen, obviously, WWE with their individuals can run as high as 90. Um, Impact can be 35, 40 on occasion. All in last year was $40 on Fight. Now, Fight did have credits that were very easy to access, which cut that price down. And of course, when we talk about WWE individual standalone prices being $60 to $90, nobody's really going to pay $60 to $90. They're going to spend $10 to sign up for the network and then get to watch it for free. So it'll be interesting to see as they go forward with TNT, with um, you know their shows, with their pay-per-views, if they do end up utilizing a sort of streaming service network or offer rewards to sort of cut the prices down, I'm not sure. I do know that the price for it, it's $10 higher than All In was last year. I don't see that as a deal breaker, but I am in that position where I would buy it regardless. Yes. Um, And I remember so fondly as we were just talking about of having to buy pay-per-views to go watch with our friends and, you know, have that experience. I also do recognize that our culture is a little different now. We're used to sort of picking and choosing what um, sort of features we want to have with our entertainment. We're used to paying 10 bucks a month for Netflix or Hulu or whatever um, streaming packages there are out there. So I, I can understand that. Um, I also think that one of the things that I've seen is a narrative that I really think it's important that we talk about is I've seen people discussing how can AEW do this? How can they price it so high when they've all talked about making things accessible for the fans. And I don't think that this was AEW's pricing. I don't think that in with in the UK with ITV that that was um, their pricing. I think that the networks are the ones who set that pricing. And I think that in the UK, one of the things that I've heard is that they have a smaller market for people who will purchase pay-per-views for things like wrestling in the UK. So if they're testing the market with a lower price point to see what that reach can be, that makes sense. They're not going to price something at $50 for something that's going to air at 1 a.m. if they're not going to have a huge amount of people buying into it. The U.S., on the other hand, has a significant proven ground of people who will buy pay-per-views, who will buy into those streaming services for that. So they are setting the prices at a different rate and that's not AEW setting the price. So I definitely want to clear that up because that's something that I keep seeing is how can AEW do this? That's part of the deal with the people that they are working with. It's them setting the prices, not Matt, Nick, Cody, Tony Khan, etc. Yes. What most people don't realize is that AEW has very little power as a startup company. They are really, really kind of victim to not even victim. They are they have to go with what the cable company set. They don't they can't say we can take our ball to go home 
because there is no home to go to. WWE said can, when they lowered their price to $9.99, they basically said screw the cable companies because WWE was a big enough name and a big enough product that they didn't need the cable companies. Uh, AEW needs the cable companies. So they go and uh, the cable company looks at everything. They looks at probably buy rates for all in. They probably looked at YouTube people for BTE and double or nothing. They they said, how many people can we get? What is the number that we can set that the most people will pay? You know, and they're, you know, 40, 50,000 buys or whatever. And they feel like people that do this for a living and they based it on ROH, impact and all that said, this is a price point that people will pay. I even had a friend in our group that said if they had marked it at 1999, he would have saw it, thought it was cheap and probably decided not to purchase it. That's interesting. I was wondering about that as well. If you price it too low, people don't think that it's really going to be worth anything or it's going to be a kind of, you know, cheesy sort of mock-up thing. If you price it way too high, then, you know, there's a point at which people will balk at things. I think the reality is, is that you have to decide. um, And, and this is, this is for people who aren't in monetary constraints, which is a separate situation, but for people who are just doing it on principle alone, if they're balking at the price, I think we're at a point where we can look at this and go, is this something that I want to see take off? Is this something that I want to support? Do I want to kick off 50 bucks to see however, you know, long double or nothing is going to set out to be. They've got a stacked card. They've got incredible matches lined out. They've got some surprises in store. Of course, there's the experience of watching it and being a part of this, you know, significant moment. I think that's worth 50 bucks to be a part of personally. And I think that if, you know, this is something that you want to support and buy into, then you can do that by supporting the pay-per-views, buying the pay-per-views and supporting the company that's trying to get off. One of the other situations that, you know, if they did end up undercutting the prices so much to their shows, they still have to be profitable. Yes. That's how this has to work, not just for TNT or, you know, for AEW, for all of it. They have to be profitable. They have to be something that is successful for market investors, for their own analytics. That has to be something that is proven. And I think that, you know, paying for the pay-per-view to support that is something that is important to do, especially if you want to watch it. If you're excited about it, great. If you're not going to watch it anyway, if you're, you know, going to stream it or if you're just complaining about the price because it's another thing that you can add to the AEW list of complaints for the t-shirt company, that I don't think counts. I think what does matter is the fan base. I think that there is a legitimate situation there to look at, especially in terms of streaming culture that we have right now. But I also think that there's an argument that it's worth paying for, that it's worth buying into, that it's worth supporting, and that it's worth being a part of. I want to just throw this out there for people. If you're a person that is a, it was a WWE fan and you're a Laps fan and you want an alternative to wrestling, buy this show. Because they need your support. If you're a WWE fan that wants the product to get better, buy this show. Because once WWE sees them as a threat, we see what WWE does when they had competition. It was called the Attitude Era. So buy this show. 
if you don't care if wrestling is successful, you weren't buying the show anyway. So <laughs> enjoy whatever. I, I mean, I don't understand. Like, it's some people out there that just like they want to get online and bitch, and I don't get it. I mean, there's in the world, in the world, there is so much that you could be complaining about. Why are you complaining about the price tag on the pay-per-view of a show you were never going to buy? This is true. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Pick something else. I can, I, I'm not making this political, but there's a shit ton of stuff that you can bitch about right now. I promise you. $49.99 for a pay-per-view. You're either going to pay it or you're not. I want you to pay for it. I want you to support AEW. I'm a part of AEW podcast. I want them to be as successful as possible. But competition, a competition is going to breed a better product all around. If you are a WWE fan and you just want WWE to get better, drop the $49.99. Because once these numbers start coming out and they start being impressive... And the uh, WWE, a.k.a. Vince, acknowledges it, their product will get better. I promise you. Because it's proven. It happens every time the WWE thinks of someone as competition. I'm just saying. Be selfish. Selfish reasons. Don't even think about AEW. Think about yourself. And watching your Monday and Tuesday night programming or Monday and Friday night programming when it comes to the uh, fall, you want it to be better, drop the $49.99. If you can afford it. I'm not trying to tell anybody to go into debt or, or skip meals or not feed their family. I, if you can't afford it, don't buy it. I get it. But if you got it and it's some kind of principal thing, I guarantee you, if you support it, it'll end up working out for you in the end. Because I guarantee you're going to enjoy the show. I mean, if you go in and decide you're not going to enjoy the show no matter what, can't do anything for you. But these guys have uh, have their hands on what is entertaining in wrestling. They know how to entertain you in this avenue. So the $49.99 will be worth it. I guarantee it. Absolutely, man. I mean, I, I love your argument of if you're a WWE fan and you just want to like just see it get better, this is worth it. Because how many times have we sat there and gone, what the hell is going on here? This doesn't make sense. Vince does remarkably well with competition. If there's one thing Vince is, it is excessively, extraordinarily competitive. He competes with his own body's ability to sneeze, to control a sneeze. This dude is competitive to his core. And when he had competition with WCW, WWF thrived. It was incredible. We look back fondly on some of the best years in wrestling because of that competition. It drove them into new territory. It drove them to get better. And that's one of the great things about AEW is that AEW on its own, I think is amazing. I mean, you've got You've got some of the best wrestlers, the most creative storytellers, the most charismatic people in the ring putting this promotion together. It's going to be incredible. 
but then you've also got that driving what could also promote WWE into doing something better and also becoming incredible. And that's a win-win for everybody. But as for AEW itself, I mean, we're looking at this card. We've got people like Kenny Omega versus Jericho as the main event. You've got Hangman Page versus Pac. How many people have been chomping at the bits to see Pac while he was, you know, stuck at home, stagnant at the end of his contract? This is awesome. We have an awesome show with Dustin Rhodes and Cody Rhodes battling for lineage, battling with their brotherhood, battling their family history, battling their inner demons, battling for the Attitude Era and the New Era. This is a huge climactic storyline that we're going to get to see play out, not to mention the pomp and circumstance of entertainment itself. You know, with with the costuming, with the light displays, with pyro, all the pyro at MGM Grand in Vegas, it is going to be an amazing show itself, a pinnacle of entertainment. I look at things like Wrestle Kingdom. For me, that's my top tier wrestling show. It's New Japan's Wrestle Kingdom. That's incredible. And these guys have been in every aspect of the wrestling industry and are taking the best of what they know from every promotion, every style, and every show and putting it together to create something magical. And that in itself is something that you don't want to miss out on. You think about it. Wrestle Kingdom, WrestleMania, ROH Final Battle, the biggest shows in the world. There's a person on this card that has been on the on those shows there's people on this card like chris jericho who's basically been on all of those shows cody rhodes was in all of those shows in like a year you know you look at the young bucks wrestle kingdom every year for what five or six years you know they have been to the big league they have been to the big dance they understand what it is is to compete on a big show. Then you're going to get some people that, you know, that a lot of the audience aren't aware of. You know, some of the new audience is going to get to learn. I have been very, I'm very um, convinced that once the world sees Pentagon, uh, Pentagon and Ray Phoenix, the Lucha Brothers, I am convinced that is going to spark a new brand of wrestling fan just because those dudes are amazing. They put on wherever they go, they put on the match of the night. You're going to get people like Sammy Guevara. Good Lord. He's magic in the ring, you know? And it's just like, you're going to be getting introduced to these people. Some of these people for the first time, uh, Britt Baker, Nyla Rose. I, I just want to be like, you know, just like, I want to say, you will be entertained. If you watch this show for three hours and you say, there was nothing on this show that entertained me, I will be shocked. Shocked, I tell you. Shocked. I mean, uh, I had this idea that when I thought it was going to be on Fight TV, the goal was to give away Fight Credit so you could buy the show. Unfortunately, they did announce the show a little late for me, so I wasn't able to really do anything. I will try to do something for the one of the next shows, but it's I it's one of the only thing I can say is you will 
you will if you like wrestling, you will find something entertaining about this show because they have their finger there. They understand, but there's so many new people, so many new people. Hangman Page, he's he's known in the wrestling world, but he's not known by some of the casuals the outside of the wrestling world. You're going to see how athletic he is. You're going to get to see Neville and pa- or Pac as the character he wants you to see. You know, he he's not wearing a cape. He's not a Mighty Mouse character. He is the character that you want him. He wants you to see, and he is phenomenal. It is just, I, I can't do more to sell you on Double or Nothing if you like, if you have liked wrestling. If wrestling is not something you've ever watched before, I would love to take you to a show and introduce you to everything that has to do with it. But I'm talking to the Laps fans. I'm talking to the people that are a little frustrated with, with what's currently presented to them. This is something new. Take it. Ground level. You know, you might like it. You might not, but I'm willing to bet you're going to like it. Yeah, man. I mean, if you liked Lucha Underground, WWF, New Japan, (laughs) ROH, Impact. Basically, if you've liked any wrestling promotion in the last few years, there's something you're going to like here. Yes. and It's it's sports-centric. It's athletic. It's going to... They are going to do everything they can to uh, entertain you as uh, much as they can. And it's just like there are going to be names that you know. And it's just like they, you know, you know, people will like you to think that this is not the big leagues. But these are very much the big leagues of wrestlers. I mean, there are wrestlers that have performed in front of hundreds of thousands of people. If you tell Chris Jericho, good Lord, how many people he's performed in front of. It's just take it in. These are the masters of their craft. Enjoy. Absolutely, man. And, you know, it. you said that people think that this isn't the big leagues and that, no, it actually is. I mean, when you look at TNT, that's the big leagues. If you look at Bleacher Report, that's the big leagues. I mean, we've got the ability to watch this. I was looking at Bleacher Report and BR Live today and it's like you could watch it on your desktop you've got itunes google play android roku fire stick apple tv amazon fire i mean that's everywhere everywhere that you have the ability to watch something you'll be able to watch this and all around the world and that's incredible that's wonderful so anybody around the world we're going to be sharing this together it's going to be amazing and i do understand the um, you know the the difference in culture that we have now with streaming platforms and subscription services and maybe at some point AEW will get there. Right now they're going to have their first official show, and they are gambling on it. They are betting on themselves. TNT is betting on them. Bleacher Report is betting on them. ITV is betting on them. I'm going to bet on them too. Yes, and I think that show's going to be packed. I think we're going to be running into people in Vegas that doesn't know that the show's going on, you're going to tell them and they're going to try to get tickets. And it's just going to be just this great experience and great time. And I want, if you can't be there live, of course be there. Be there watching it on TV and talking about it and being on Twitter. Hashtag double or nothing. Hashtag AEW. Whatever you want to do, just, you know, understand, be a part of this experience. 
because that's what it's going to be. You know, a, it is going to be an experience for sure. Yes. Uh, like I said, it's just like I know it comes off as, a, you, you know, just rooting for AW. I'm just like, I'm rooting for good wrestling. I, I am. I am rooting for good wrestling. I, me personally, I don't like to see people fail. It's not something I root for. Never, never been that kind of guy. I want everybody to succeed. And I, me being feeling like, you know, as a fan of the Bullet Club, that the Bullet Club brought me to New Japan. The Bullet Club brought me back to ROH. It brought me back to a whole, whole lot of wrestling that I wouldn't have seen if they didn't exist. So they brought me back to that. Then they they brought all in, and I said Starcast and all in best wrestling weekend I've ever had. And then now they're introducing this new wrestling company. And like I said, if all if uh, Double or Nothing is half as good as All In, it would be worth it to me. Because like I said, All In was the best wrestling experience that I've ever had, and I'm you know. You just imagine that they've they've had that time and now they're going to add more production than the double or nothing in the MGM Grand, like a big time venue. Come on. Come on. If you're being honest with yourself, you know, it's going to be entertaining. Man, I absolutely I'm so excited for the show. So we've got when we look at double or nothing, we have an insanely packed card for the show and i know we've alluded to it let's take a look at what happened this week on being the elite and see what matches they've announced before we start running down to the card because i believe that they've had some awesome build-ups for double or nothing of course you know we've got matt and nick training and getting rid of their ring rust We've got some matches announced. Why don't we run down with a quick recap of being the elite, and then we can get into the match cards of Double or Nothing to see what we all have to look forward to. Okay, so being the elite loves to troll uh, our, our lovely friends at the WWE, so that's what this segment started off with. It started off with Peter Avalon coming up to the Bucks and basically complaining about the two librarian thing. And he's like, I don't know if I want this. And then he asked for his release. And in the most tongue in cheek, oh my God, it was a great way. The, uh, the Jacksons threatened to send him home to pay him anyway to heal up and spend time with his family. And it was the way they did it. They did it in a threatening way. Like they threatening him with pay, getting paid not to work. They get threatened him with getting healthy. They threatened to get him with, uh, you know, getting spending time with family. And the way Avalon played it off is like, this was the worst possible thing you could threaten him with. And he's like, okay, okay. I'll be your librarian. I'll be one of your librarians. I'll do the best that I can. It was hilarious because that's what, I mean, honestly, that's what the WWE does. When you don't want to work for them anymore, they send you home and pay you. And apparently that's supposed to be bad. I don't know. I, I like working, but uh, I, I, I like working. Don't get me wrong. But my job said, hey, we're going to pay you not to work. Don't think I would argue with them that much and be like, okay, let me do that. 
That's a pretty good deal. Yeah, that's a pretty good deal. And uh, uh, MJF was in the next segment. They were hanging out in the pool looking like it was at Cody's house. And he called him the roller, uh, the roller coaster. The roller coaster. Oh, my God. I, when I see him next week, that is all I'm referring to him as. Roller coaster. <laughs> I just, I was like, I would have never even thought of that. What is that? No, no, no. But that was, that was hilarious. Then we get uh, Nick and Matt. Uh, they're talking to Brandon Cutler, talking about the Casino Battle Royale. And he has him draw a card. And he says, don't tell me what it is. Brandon draws the card, and he's like, well, tell me what it is. He's like, you literally just told me not to tell you what it is. And he's like, well, we hope, he was like, we hope you didn't get the Joker because a lot of fans would be really upset. And he called him a dick. Because I was like, (laughs) (laughs) it's funny because it's true. Everybody I know that cares has been... You know, all we've been talking about is who's going to be the the Joker, who's going to be 21, because we figure it's got to be this amazing big name. So, yeah, love Brandon Cutler, love his story. But, yeah, if he's 21, I might, you know, I might get a little depressed about that. (laughs) Hey, no shout out. Hey, love you, Brandon. I bought one of your meet and greets today. Can't wait to meet you. So don't take it as a shot. It's just. You're not the 21 that anybody is expecting or, yeah, you know, they're expecting. We'll talk about that later. But then we get a segment where they announced a new tag team coming to AEW and Helico and Jack Evans. Now, I've heard people say they're not the biggest fans of Helico. I think he's freaking amazing. I mean, I love Angelico. Like, uh, my only experiences with him was a super strong style 16. I think I saw him work for three days. Maybe it's people that have seen him work a hundred times and they're like, oh, he does the same thing. I don't know. I've only seen him work three times. He's amazing. And Jack Evans does things that most men shouldn't be able to do. I mean, athletically, he's right there with Will Ospreay. And... And, and I understand what I'm saying, especially to you, Mrs. New Japan Wrestling there. <laughs> saying someone's on the athletic level of Osprey is like, like, it's like saying a basketball player can play like Jordan. You know, he is, but he's a freakish athlete. And Dak Evans has been doing it a long time. They're on Lucha Underground. So th- we get a nice little introduction to them. And they seem they like is AEW ready, and they are introduced as a tag team, which I think is great. The AEW is really separating the singles wrestlers from the tag team wrestlers. They are two separate divisions, which is awesome. Then the next segment we get SCU doing something like the Voice or America's Got Talent, where people are trying out for them. They eventually decide on these Asians. Uh, Asian guys that say they're Shanghai China University and they basically do a SEU skit about Shanghai and it ends up being exactly what they want and of course the SEU guys pick SEU they did this funny thing where they like they only had one pair of glasses and so Scorpio took them off and did a while and then he handed them Kazarian he puts them on takes them off and does a while and then he hands us the CD I just think that I just thought that was that was crazy funny. 
And then we're back at uh, Bar Wrestling, what you talked about. Uh, Nick and Matt are in the ring, and Matt wants Joey Ryan, or uh, Matt wants uh, Nick to uh, record this move. He's going to try to debut against uh, uh, the Lucha Bros. You see uh, Brandon Cutler selling his neck on the ground, but... Um, Nick had rec- started recording something Joey Ryan was showing, so he completely missed the move. Uh, we we then get the again. It's the week of the Full Gear Challenge. We get Hangman Page working out, doing some pull ups. He wasn't running in the boots this week, so that was a little upsetting. But he was drinking all of Michael's secret stuff, and uh, he was lifting weights. They showed him pulling a semi truck. Uh, Matt's like, yes, yes. And then he gets pumped up and Adam, uh, Adam Hangman says, cuts a uh, promo on Pac saying he's coming to get him. And then you see all these pictures of Hangman with Michael's secret stuff, which is kind of like steroids because apparently he is unnecessarily angry about things, which is hilarious because, you know, Hangman, he, he he has to find that next langu- level of anger. So I'm looking forward to what they. I want I'm kind of wondering how that's going to pay off at the show. I'm really, really wondering what they're going to do to pay that off because you know, it's he he he's getting jacked up. Uh, then next segment at Bar Wrestling, the Young Bucks come out. Uh, they kind of tease the fact that they're about to sign Joey Ryan. Joey Ryan says. <clears throat> he's looking at a lot of different contracts and uh, Young Buck's like, well, this is embarrassing. We didn't come here to sign you. And then they signed Rick Knox and they uh, basically put over that they're in a place in their life where they can find people that have been talented and they've hardworking and they've seen over the years that they can get paid to do this for a living. They can drop their secondary jobs. So it looks like Rick Knox, and Rick Knox got really emotional here because apparently he's been doing this forever, and now he's a full-time official for AEW. Uh, Bar Wrestling went crazy about that. I am very excited for him just because it's a name. Like even when I wasn't watching indie wrestling, it's a name I heard. You know, so the fact that I didn't know, I thought I thought that was his only job. And to find out he gets to quit his uh, day gig and just ref is great. Then we get the new BTE mailbag special. Uh, mailbag. Infra- uh, and then they asked who came up with the name AEW. And he said it was a collective. We found out that the first two names were World's Best Wrestling and World Elite Wrestling. And they said they wanted to get the all-in brand and the elite brand in there. So they decided on all-elite wrestling. So they just said that was a collective group effort. (coughs) But just imagine if we were going to see a world's best wrestling show. That would be interesting. Uh, Kenny Omega lets us know uh, that he is going to have new music. He decided it's the new AEW new brand so he should come with new music so he's working on a secret project to get some new music out there it does look like he's hinting it's going to be video game uh, themed and then hangman gets a question about he needs a uh, naming a beer for double or nothing 
and he said uh he and one of the, he suggested was the full beer challenge which i i a full beer ipa or i really liked that i really liked it i was like i was like dude that's the one you should stick to it but hangman was putting over the fact that he uh he can't uh have a beer but after the show he'll have one so save him one for after the show and then kenny thanks everybody for sending in their questions and then he announces a match. It is going to be a six-woman uh, tag team match. We're going to have on one side, Aja Kong, the uh, legend, Aja Joshi legend, Aja Kong. Yuka Sakazaki, Emi Sakuro. That's going to be against Hikaru Shida, Ryo Abi, and Ryo Oryo Miz- Mizunami. So... A lot of people are saying that Josie Wrestling is going to be to AEW what the cruiserweight division was to WCW. So I'm very excited because I've seen, I think out of these people, I've seen Aja Khan wrestle. And the rest will be brand new to me. So I'm looking forward to a six-woman's match. So you will have your second woman's match of the night. And that is awesome there. Uh, Then we get... The Young Bucks trying to call someone. And he's like, well, let's get Trent on the phone. And they get finally get Trent. Trent answers. He's sitting at his desk in shame. And they said, and then they have their kids in the background. And they said, remember what y'all threatened today? And he's like, I didn't threaten them. It was Chucky. You saw I pushed them because we're not supposed to threaten your family. And they said, and he's like, what's this all about? What kind of action do you want? And he's like, we want some tag team action. So they first they put up the promo that says uh, the best friends will be in tag team action. And he was like, I need something a little bit more specific than that. Who we're going to be facing. And they go through and they think and they put up it will be the best friends versus the new tag team to AEW, which is, I guess all tag teams are new to AEW and Helico and Jack Evans. So we're getting best friends versus and Helico and Jack Evans which is going to be great. And then you get you see uh, Trent super happy, hugging on his dog, and then he smokes a cigarette, and I believe that's the show. That's your uh, quick recap of VT, as quick as I can do it, because I am long-winded. I'm sorry. No, that was great, man. One of the things that I loved about um, this episode of Being the Elite, I loved the names that they had. Can you imagine if we had... W-E-W yes. against WWE. U-E, yes. <laughs> yes. I imagine WWE would tie, would have tied them up in court for a very long time. Yes, they would have. So I'm glad that they didn't go over that route. AEW yeah. is great. Yes. Um, I also really loved the profile that they had on Angelico and Jack Evans. Those two look like a legit polished star team i am so excited to see them and when you equate one of them to will osprey and i know how big of a statement that is i can't disagree with that only just from what i saw in the highlight reel that they showed on being the elite they look like a phenomenal team and i'm already familiar with the best friends from new japan of course um so I'm really excited to see that match because those two, Jack Evans and Angelico, they look like stars. 
I don't know if Angelico did that recording himself or they sent someone out there, but he came off as such a badass, like with the motorcycle and it just kind of the train and the imagery of it. It just, to me, he came off as like a badass from that. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Yeah. All right, so now we've got the card so far for Double or Nothing. So the buy-in is the pre-show. This is what will be streaming for free on pay-per-view channels and on YouTube. Um, this will feature the Casino Battle Royale and the match of Kip Sabian versus Sammy Guevara, which I'm really excited about seeing. I have become a huge Kip Sabian fan ever since the whole naming his moves after Harry Potter. And I love Sammy Guevara because he brings cake to everybody. <laughs> and he's really good. <laughs> yeah. um, I've seen a couple of matches of his. And um, he is really athletic, really fun to watch. And he's quite charming. So it seems like they've got a great... Um, kind of face, kind of heel dynamic going on. I'm interested in seeing how they play that out, but yeah. honestly, it doesn't matter. I'm just there for some good wrestling. It's going to be great. Yes, that I was going to say that. I'm very interested how it's going to play out. Is Sammy Guevara the kind of heel character going to play out, or is he going to be the misunderstood guy that everybody just kind of boos? And Kip Sabian you know, he's actually, you know, played both characters. So it's like literally either one could be either one of the tropes. I know uh, Cody's big on heels and faces not existing anymore. So they might both play a little bit of both, but I'm looking forward to this match. It's They're, they're both super, uh, well, Sammy's super athletic. I can't speak a lot to Kip. Not, not just I haven't seen him work. I've seen a lot of promos and stuff with that. And he seems like a very charismatic dude. But I've never seen him work, and so I've only seen, like, you know, the finishers that he come up with. And the Harry Potter thing finishes is enough to get me behind him. So I am really looking forward to that match. Uh, you know, uh, I, I don't know, because when he came out to the when he came out to the event, opening event, Sammy Guevara was wearing his AAA light heavyweight or whatever title. So I wonder if he's going to bring that belt out, too. Oh, maybe. I know that they do have a partnership, so we may end up seeing a situation where that title ends up on the line somehow. Yeah, and, and that would be interesting. Like I said, I actually am intrigued by both of these guys, so I'm looking forward to uh, seeing them wrestle and meeting them both. Yeah, that's going to be great. Yeah. And then uh, the Casino Battle Royale, of course, we have a list of the participants. Um, we don't know who the 21st person is going to be, who's going to draw that Joker. Maybe it's Brandon Cutler. Maybe it's somebody else. We don't know. Do you I, have any ideas on who that might be? They did tease that they would have some surprises when they were talking at Warner Media Upfronts event huh. that they have some surprises in store. And there was somebody on Twitter recently who said, um, now that it's official, he can say that the music that he's created for an as of yet unnamed wrestler will be featured at Double or Nothing. He wasn't able to name it, but people have done some detective work to figure out who that might be. Yeah. Do you have any ideas as to who it might be? Um, No. I do not. Uh, it's one of those, like, 21, my speculation is Johnny Moxley. I've been on that one for a while. I just think 
him being the Joker kind of goes with his character. That'd be awesome. But, uh, I, you know, Sean Spears, a.k.a. Ty Dillinger, if, it'd be great if he came out at 10. You know, that would be awesome. Uh, but as far as the music, I am, I, I am not been unfortunately when you sleep most of the day there's subjects that you can miss on twitter so i've kind of completely missed this whole thing so i don't know who it would be okay so the music thing um i don't remember the specific name of the band that this guy is in that created the music for it um cm punk was recently wearing one of his band shirts and I believe in the Instagram comments, he had talked about working with Jordan Grace. So one of those two people might be a possibility. Now, CM Punk, he is, I have a, an interesting relationship with the idea of CM Punk. I, I love, you know, watching CM Punk. He was before my time coming back into wrestling. Um, so I enjoyed watching what I had seen of him. Of course I saw the pipe bomb promo. Um, but I know more about fans chanting CM Punk <laughs> out of boredom than I do having experienced CM Punk at that same, on the other hand, um, he's really exciting and he's a really interesting idea for coming into AEW. And Tony Khan did mention that CM Punk was high on his list of priorities well before he even talked to the elite about forming AEW. So I think that might be somebody that there's a strong possibility of seeing at Double or Nothing, or if not there, um, perhaps at one of their other shows or when they have their uh, TV deal kickoff in October. I want to be clear. I would freak out if CM Punk showed up at Double or Nothing in a positive way, I'd be happy. I'd be geeking out all the way. But if I'm them, he he. If he's going to show up, if he's going to sign, if I am him, he shows up the first night of the live TV. I mean, that's the time to show up. You pop the number. You you say we're going to have a mysterious guest. You allude to Punk, and then. You you have him show up because what that'll do is now you'll have with the second week of TV, everybody knows anything can happen and now everybody has to watch it. So I think him debuting at Double Nothing would be great for us. But as far as TV, I think it would be best to debut that first night of live TV. Yeah, who knows, man? All I know is they've talked about surprises. It's going to yep. be awesome. I am, you know, I am 80% sure he's signed with AEW. Yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. I mean, he was there at All In. He wasn't at All In in the arena. I mean, he was in the arena, I think, backstage. But he was affiliated with it in the sense that he was doing uh, meet and greets and autograph signings at StarCast. Um, but I, I think that he is going to be somebody that is going to be a part of um, – AEW. I believe if I remember correctly, I may have read that he has an announcing gig that night. Yeah. So maybe not for double or nothing. Maybe it it is it does end up being somebody else. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised to see him come out. At the same time, I would be surprised in the sense of excitement because everybody would lose their minds if he were to sign with them and come out, and that would be amazing. So I'm really interested in seeing who this 21st person is. 
I'm interested in seeing if it is John Moxley. Dude. Because how yeah. flipping cool would that be? I would lose my mind. <laughs> yeah, and I just think I feel like they need something like that. As big as this event's gonna be, they need their they need people to be buzzing about this show after it's over. This yeah. show could be its own sort of advertising. The people that watch it on pay-per-view, the people that are in the building can make this buzzworthy. And John Moxley, as much as most people expect it, everyone will be talking about it for the next 48 hours. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And it would definitely launch them off into a situation where this is something that you absolutely can't miss. And if their pay-per-views cost 50 bucks and you see a chance of John Moxley coming out or CM yeah. Punk coming out, hell yeah, you're going to pay that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's just, it's, it's so smart. It's just, I mean, I mean, as far as, like I said, it's w- what they're good at is building buzz. And yep. they're going to use this as a chance to build buzz. So yeah. I'm looking forward to it. But hey, could yeah. be Brandon Cutler, too. Hey, dude, if it's Brandon Cutler, <laughs> just out of spite, I am going to go <laughs> crazy for Jay Brandon Cutler. I'm going to jump off and be yelling, and the person next to me is going to ask me to settle down. You can't be that big a Brandon Cutler fan. And be like, no, dude, I'm so happy for you. <laughs> yeah, I'm so happy he's 21. Oh, dude, yeah. if he wins it, if oh, he wins so it, oh, dude, I will probably cry. Because his story has been one of those ones that you know, him him in the sunny, uh, sunny days is just their stories and how it was built out. It's just like, I actually, you know, it's like I care about every wrestler, but I care about them a little bit more. <laughs> well, that's great. And you get to meet him. So that'll be awesome. Yeah. OK, so for the main card, double or nothing. Right. This is what people are going to have on pay-per-view. This is what people are going to be seeing on ITV. This is what people are going to be seeing all around the world. And this will feature matches like you had mentioned the six woman tag team match with Aja Kong who is an absolute legend Yuka Sakazaki Imi Sakura Hikaru Shida Riho and Ryu Mizunami and these people I'm familiar with two of them Aja and Yuka um from what I understand you know the Joshi scene is just explosive with incredible talent as a beacon of what women's wrestling can be and the power and prowess and athleticism and skill behind it to show the world. And Kenny has been wrapped up in the Joshi scene. That's what got him back into wrestling and intrigued about the idea of jumping and diving in full force into professional wrestling. Brandy has been involved in it. This is something that really feels like their um, you know, something that they've put a lot of care into and they're putting a lot behind. And I think everyone's going to be dazzled by this match. If you don't know them now, you will for sure after Double or Nothing. Then we've got Hangman Page versus Pac, the Young Bucks versus the Lucha Brothers for the AAA World Tag Team Championship to prove who really is the best tag team in the world. We've got SoCal Uncensored, SCU versus Shima, T-Hawk, and L. Lindemann in a six-man tag match. We've got SCU in the U.S., SCU from China. <laughs> We've got the, <laughs> the Best Friends versus Angelico and Jack Evans in a tag team match that's going to be spectacular. 
Dr. Britt Baker versus Kylie Ray versus Nyla Rose in a triple threat women's match. This is also going to be awesome because we've got powerhouses, we've got beasts, we've got uh, total adorable you know, baby faces, we've got prowess in the ring and skill, and it's going to be a really interesting match to see what kind of different styles are showcased in the women's division and what feuds and rivalries we can see going forth from that. And then we have Cody Rhodes versus Dustin Rhodes in a match of tearing down history and building something new out of what is left behind. And this, I think, is going to be a very emotional and very intense match for everyone in that arena and everyone watching on the screen just because of how much history and depth is contained within these two men and their two stories and how they're tied together through the lineage of Dusty, through what they're trying to do as they push forward into a new world of wrestling as they look behind them with the Attitude Era, which Cody has said that he is setting out to destroy. That is going to be incredible. And finally, the main event of Kenny Omega versus Chris Jericho. Alpha versus Omega. And for anyone who has watched Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega, especially in New Japan, if you watched them in Wrestle Kingdom 12, you already know that this match could be one of intensity, brutality, explosive energy, and just a dynamic experience in the ring that you can't even believe is taking place right before your eyes. They do magic. They work incredible magic in the ring together. And I'm sure that our jaws will be to the floor as we're watching this by the end of this power packed night. That said, Floyd, give me two matches that you're really, really looking forward to seeing. Obviously this doesn't exclude the other matches we're looking forward to all of them, but what are two that really stand out to you as something that you're really excited about seeing? You know what? This is really hard because I am very excited about everything. But uh, I'm going to go with the Young Bucks versus the Lucha Bros. Uh, I am a huge fan of tag team wrestling. I, I mean, Arn Anderson's one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. So tag team wrestling means a lot to me. And when you talk about people that are putting the spotlight back on tag team wrestling and proving tag team wrestling can be in the main event, that is the Young Bucks and the Lucha Brothers. I have seen, I have seriously said over the last two years, out of my top five matches over the last two years, the, uh, the Lucha Brothers and Pentagon are in two of my top five matches. So I, I just know what they can do. And then the Young Bucks, the Young Bucks are just what you're supposed to be as far as, you know, they have brought tag team wrestling back to the forefront. So it's the battle of the best tag team in the world. I'm really looking forward to them doing what they do. And I just think it's going to be athletic spectacle. And I, I just can't wait to see it. It's going to be hard hitting. Uh, so that was the one. And then, of course, I am literally wearing a Cody Rhodes shirt and staring on, at my couch being prepared to be packed is a Dustin Rhodes shirt. So that should tell everyone the other match I'm looking forward to is the nightmare versus the natural the tagline the new what would be considered the new generation versus the attitude error brother versus brother 
I I have built this match up so much. I don't. I, I just. I, I'm trying to temper my expectations because I imagine that code. Ever since Cody decided he was going to be a wrestler, him and Dustin have been putting this match together. You know, I this is their dream match on the big stage. This is the story they want to tell, and I think they're going to put on an epic. And I know some people aren't the biggest Cody Rhodes fan. Some people don't think Dustin Rhodes is the greatest worker in the world. But these are two people that probably the first time Cody stepped in the ring, it was probably with his brother. You know, I, I'm not, I don't think I'm going too far to venture that guess, you know? And so they've been putting this match together for so many years that it's, it's going to be hard for it not to be a masterpiece, at least in my eyes. Cause I am emotionally invested in the match. Uh, how um, about you, Amy? I, you know, my first one is right there with you, man. It's Cody Rhodes and Dustin Rhodes. I mean, looking at the history that they have as brothers with the history that they have with their father is so different. You know, Dustin Rhodes has, has an experience with Dusty where Dusty is on the road all the time. Cody, on the other hand, actually got to spend time with his father because, you know, they have such a vast difference in ages. They've worked together. They fought together. They fought against each other in life and in the ring. And I, I think this is going to be a match that has so many layers and levels of depth, some of which we will be privy to, some of which will be battling demons amongst themselves with each other. They're going to lay it all out in the ring with respect, with admiration, and you know, it's it's going to be really emotional. I think back to when we saw Cody walk out to fight Nick Aldis with Earl Hebner in the ring at All In and just how emotional that was, how you could see the ground swell of that moment really hit him. The fans were chanting, chanting his name. This was a show that they had put on. He's fighting for his father's legacy and in honor of that, in memory of that, and in respect to that. And you could see it on his face. And I think we're going to get something very similar at Double or Nothing. It's going to be something where the emotion is inescapable. And it's going to be incredible. And I'm a sucker for emotive storytelling. That's my jam. Um, on the other hand, I'm also really looking forward to the six-woman tag match. Now, normally, you know, multi-man tag team matches aren't necessarily my thing. But I think that in this case, we are going to get a real taste of the diversity of talent. We're going to get a taste of the Joshi wrestling scene as they want to bring it over to AEW. And I think that's going to be really awesome to see just in the skill and athleticism and talent and speed of the women in the ring and the power with Aja Kong. Just that diversity alone is going to be interesting. But I also think it's going to be interesting to see what that is going to represent going forward. And if we look at Double or Nothing as a showcase of what they can be and what they will be, I'm really interested in seeing how that match pays off. Do you have any uh, dark horse matches that you think are really going to blow people away that maybe they might not be expecting as you, they look at the card? Hangman and Pac. I just think, um, I mean, I don't know if it's going to be for the AEW title or how they're going to decide that, but Hangman is the lesser known of the elite, you know, out of all the elite. He's the up and comer, but they've been very clear that they kind of plan on building the company around him. So 
him and Pac uh, as that pretty much, if you look at it, it's the that, that third level singles match, really, as far as everybody's expectations to uh, it. I think both are so athletic and they are so uh, versatile in how they can work that I think a lot of people that will be new to this completely, like maybe they're tuning in to see Jericho, they're tuning in to see Dustin Rhodes, maybe they've heard of the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega, but Hangman is going to be the guy, one of the guys that leaves them with her impression. Yeah, that's going to be an awesome match. You know, one of the things that I really like about Hangman is he does a beautiful shooting star press. He's great with his moonsaults. He's a guy that has a lot of heart. And my experience with him has been in New Japan. And during the G1 last year, which is a month-long tournament where matches matter, wins and losses matter, because they stack up towards a number at the end where the winner has a chance to challenge for the heavyweight title at their biggest show at Wrestle Kingdom. So it's a huge high-stakes thing. He really stood out during that month-long tournament as somebody who had improved so much in the ring, he's really strong. He really cares. He's a guy who can take pain and then build it up and then dish it out if he needs to. But he's a guy who really works the ring. He runs the ring. He's athletic in a surprising way because he's a big guy. So it's going to be really fun watching these two guys battle it out. I can't wait to see that. Um, I'm really curious about the best friends versus Angelico and Jack Evans. I've really enjoyed watching The Best Friends. I'm curious to see if they'll have some of their storyline and character stuff pay, play out in their match. Um, and I'm really interested in seeing Helico and Jack Evans. They look like absolute stars on Being the Elite, and I'm curious to see if that plays out in the Double or Nothing ring. Yes, uh, very, uh, very excited for that match. Either honestly, this this card, I there's not. I don't see a bathroom break match for me personally. No, I, not at all. I don't see one. It, it's just going to be like drink and try to go to the restroom and be prepared to hold it for three hours. I hope they have an intermission. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm hoping there's a little break between when the Casino Battle Royale ends and, you know, the actual main show begins. Yeah, I'm hoping that would that's, be good. I'm hoping that's going to be the sprint to the bathroom area and then be prepared to sit down because I literally want to see all of these matches in their entirety, um, move for move. I, I am 100% interested. I have not been into Josie, Joshi at all, at all. My only experience with Joshi is Asuka, Kairi Hojo, them in the WWE. So I have not seen them work their style you know what i mean so this will be me this will be my immersion into joshi wrestling and i've been told a lot that i should watch it but as i state there's only so many hours in the day and i watch a lot of wrestling already yeah and we'll get a lot of wrestling wrapped up in this stage you know lots of different styles represented there absolutely gonna be great okay so we've got double or nothing covered we've got the casino battle rail covered let's talk about starcast real quick because we are coming up next week is when all of this kicks off we've got starcast kicking off 
Double or Nothing kicking off, an experience of the lifetime kicking off. This is going to be incredible. And honestly, I think these types of shows are all going to be experiences of a lifetime, which is a pretty great thing to look forward to with a wrestling promotion and a weekend of thrills and adventure. So with that in mind, what are you most excited about doing in StarCast? Because not only did you already have your meet and greets lined out and your itinerary planned, but you took advantage of a flash sale today in a quite spectacular way. So what do you have that you are most looking forward to hitting up at StarCast next week? Okay. Um, biggest thing, one of the Platinum events is Arn, in his own words. I think that's Friday at like 2.30. I definitely plan on being that. Uh, I'm a big Arn Anderson fan. That is huge. Uh, th- I mean, that's to me is a must. You have to you have to be there for that. Uh, of course, the the roast of Ric Flair. Uh, I you know we're we're all platinum. I think that's the big show Friday night that everyone's going to be at. I am really really looking forward to that. Uh, as far as meet and greets, um, I, today I bought Jimmy Hart Superstars of Wrestling Breakfast Buffet. And that's gonna be uh, it's it's uh, Caesars. It's gonna be a Caesars from eight to ten on Saturday. So th- that's the day of the event. I am looking forward to eating with some wrestlers that and meeting some people that way. But as far as my meet and greets, LAX is number one for me. I have actually been trying to meet them for a while. I saw them at the uh, WrestleCon Super Show this year. But they didn't both do the meet and greet. So I'm very, very excited about uh, meeting them. And Booker T. I've been a fan of Booker T for the, the pretty much the entirety of his career. And I saw him, you know, being, from being Kane and Cole of the Harlem Heat when they first uh, when they first debuted to being King Booker. To being an announcer that reminds you of how much he's been, how many times he's been champion. He has been, uh, he is one of my favorite wrestlers and personalities. And his story of going from being in prison to the WWE Hall of Fame to being someone, you know, that Vince trusts, trust, he can go to these type of events because Vince knows he's coming on. And he's he, he's always good to fill in and raw and on the panel. He just seems to be in that inner circle of wrestling. So I would always been intrigued to meet Booker T. Man, that sounds like a really amazing lineup of things that you have to look forward to that are going to be really special and going to make some really wonderful memories for you. Looking back on this crazy weekend, I know I'm really looking forward to seeing, of course, the roast of Ric Flair. That is going to be absolutely legendary. Um, the evening with Cody and the Bucks, that's going to be a wonderful way to kick off this adventure that they yes. are putting forth. I'm really excited about that. Um, I really wanted to catch Ron Funches, his comedy show, because I love Ron Funches. But that happens at the same time as Cody and the Bucks. So... If for some inexplicable reason I'm not able to get in the door on that one, I'll go to Ron Funches, but I'm going to be there. So <laughs> there's no way I'm not. Um, I'm also you know, really looking forward to Papa Buck and Frankie Kazarian and kicking off 
the weekend with a nice show and music and dancing and drinking. And that's going to be great. Um, the cosplay with Leva Bates, there's a karaoke thing happening. Like I'm a sucker for drinking and karaoke. <laughs> I love it. So that's going to be fun. Um, you know, really, honestly, I'm just excited to go and immerse myself in the weekend of StarCast. Just kind of play things by ear, go maybe see Talk is Jericho live, and really just be around all of these wonderful people who are so excited to just be a part of this, to be there, to go to all of these meet and greets. I want to hear the stories of people who've gone to meet and greets and met their favorite wrestlers and got to share moments with them. I'm just really happy to be there. And so that's what I'm really most looking forward to is just being a part of it all. Yes, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to go to the Jericho thing so I can thank Jericho publicly. Cause he seems to be he needs that. He needs to thank you. So I'm gonna thank Jericho for inter <laughs> for entertaining me for all of these years. Uh I can't wait to see Conrad hanging around so I can thank him again. Uh I I mean, I know some people don't like him, but hey. You know what? It takes a lot to do this. It's not easy uh, organizing all these things. I mean, and it's seriously, it's like when anything bad happens, as far as the Undertaker situation happened, everybody's, you know, crapping on him. And he's like, I had no control over it. And it's just like when you're the promoter, when you're in the face of something, you have to, you have to, you know, you get the accolades. And, but anytime anything goes wrong, you have to take it. So, the fact that he puts on these things to entertain the fans. I mean, I like I said, it's like a lot of the stuff I didn't think would ever happen. Arn, Arn Anderson, you know, never thought I'd get to see him just on a live mic, just telling the story of wrestling. He's probably going to tell about his separation from the WWE. And I am just looking forward to that because like I said, he's, like a person I love when I was young, when I was young, uh, age myself. Cause I am 37. The horsemen were like, when I was in elementary school, the horsemen were a thing. And you know, when Hulk Hogan was a thing. And then you hear people when they grew up and they was like, they'd be like, I want to be Hulk Hogan. And then, you know, you have friends that I want to do your flair for me. When I was, cosplaying not paying attention you know race wasn't the thing to me i wanted to be a middle-aged white guy named arn anderson that's who i wanted to be <laughs> that is so wonderful and hilarious <laughs> and adorable that's fantastic that's who i wanted to be i was like i'm arn anderson somebody else can be rick flair because i was like arn anderson was the toughest of the four you know he was the enforcer he had the cool nickname he was like you know Generally, when Ric Flair lost, it was because the enforcer wasn't there. You know what I was saying? It's just, it was like, that was the guy I wanted to be when I grew up. Like, hey, who did you want to be when you grow up? Yes, a young black guy from Oklahoma City, when he grew up, wanted to be a balding white guy named Arn Anderson. <laughs> that is amazing. I love that so much. And I, I really... Not only do I love it because it's so cute, but I just, I love that these are things that people get to experience. These are memories that people get to make for themselves going forward based on a lifetime of awe and wonder and excitement and thrills and really looking up to these people and 
you get to meet them and you get to share something like this with them. That is incredible. And I think this is something that people are going to remember forever. Just like you remember everything from um, last year's StarCast, you'll carry that with you for the rest of your life. And I think that's one of the best things about something like this is that this is literally creating magic and memories that people will take with them for the rest of their lives. Yes, I do want to throw out something. It's kind of, I heard, I saw this on StarCast, that people were going to try to sneak into events. I'm telling you right now, if you try to, I see you trying to sneak in something, I'm snitching. <laughs> I am snitching. I'm raising my hand like a little kid in the classroom. I, if you get the reference, you, you might not. I'm Horseshack. I'm like, ooh, 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 he's sneaking in. I'm telling Stitches, snitches get stitches. I don't care. Come at me, bro. It's all good, man. There's a CVS. There's a CVS right down the street. We'll get you taken care of for the head wound. Dude, yeah, no, no, no. Hey, if you wanna, if you wanna go the things, be willing to pay for it. There's a price for things, and it sucks that if you can't afford it, or if it sucks if you don't want to afford it, but. If you don't want to go, don't go. I, 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 it's. I hate to even address this, but it was just like I was. I woke up and I saw Starcast had tweeted it, and my eyes like, who? What? Now, not only, who? Not only, um, who would do this, but who would be bold enough to tell people that they plan to do it? Yep. <laughs> good luck, dude. Good luck, because I'm watching. <laughs> You might as well call me honorary security. I'm snitching. There you go. You got Bouncer Floyd on your case. <laughs> All right. So we've got an exciting week ahead of us. We've got an exciting week of getting ready for a week that we will remember for the rest of our lives. It's going to be incredible with so much to look forward to. And uh, we will catch you next time after Double or Nothing where we'll get to talk about everything that went down, the matches, the triumphs, the pitfalls, the emotion, the heartache, and, of course, the surprises that were in store. wonder who they will be. So we will, of course, get to talk about that and memories of StarCast next time when we return. All right. For my wonderful, energetic, and super positive co-host, Amy, this is Floyd reminding you whether if it's home, work, or school – Always do your best to be elite.
card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.